I'm David Heitler Clevens. And I'm Rodney Wittenberg. And this is Music for the New Revolution. You will not be shaking all over. You give me fever. I got it from Agnes, she got it from Jim. for the new revolution the isolation version (laughs) yes so rodney and i are being good and practicing social distancing we figured out a way that we can do our show uh from our own locations using zoom and so uh we're modeling what we were hoping you're all doing right now (laughs) yeah i I am trying to i am modeling it very well except it's very difficult to stay six feet away from myself so (laughs) <laughs> I think you're you're allowed to be within six feet of yourself. That's I don't know. I'm I'm pretty scary. <laughs> well, so you know, so here we are in the midst of this, you know, really unprecedented health crisis, and mm-hmm. it's weird, isn't it? It's just a very strange time. Maybe this is how the revolution happens. <laughs> and, uh, it is a very strange time, and it's it's been. I, I think the most striking thing for me is. Um, but one of the striking things for me is to see how many people are really taking it seriously and how many people aren't. I mean, right. that's one of the things I've, I've been really struck by, even even in Facebook posts. And um, strangely enough, it does seem to follow the, some uh, political affiliation. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah, saw- no, I think that's definitely true, and and it's really interesting. Like uh, my my parents are down in Florida, mm-hmm. and when I talked to them. It was like we were responding to it. It was like we were on different planets, you know. And yeah. It wasn't them. It was what was happening around them. And they have a Republican mm-hmm. governor down there, and they were just not shutting things down like we were up here. It was it was very striking. And you know, the thing is, you can you can know that there's something you should do, but if everybody around you is not doing it, then you start to start to say, hmm, I wonder maybe those people up north are, are overreacting and, you know, that uh-huh. kind of thing. So it, it's, it, and I thought, boy, this is scary because Florida isn't short on elderly people. No. Uh, <laughs> right. And right. so it's a very at-risk population. And, and, you know, I think one of the most striking comparisons I saw recently was between Kentucky and Tennessee mm-hmm. because Kentucky has a, a Democratic governor and Tennessee has a Republican one. Yeah. Otherwise, they're very similar. They're both small southern states. Right. Mm-hmm. Kentucky has put a lot of measures in place, and they've mm-hmm. had much, much less, you know, in terms of cases mm-hmm. of the virus. And and uh, Tennessee has done very little, and they've just had this explosion. You know, so it's yeah. very clear to me, you know, what the, the correct way to do things mm-hmm. is. Yeah, well, it seems like it's no different than the response to climate change. It's it's the response to things that are sort of invisible, the invisible threats. I think it's it's so odd and interesting and scary and fascinating all at the same time that um, some people res- have these perceived threats of things that are hundreds of miles away or don't even come close to affecting them, like, you know, uh, a mom and a little baby who's who's crossing the border from Guatemala trying to make a better life is is that's the scariest thing on the planet but this little tiny invisible virus that is sweeping the planet and killing people and making people very very ill is eh who cares eh. Yeah. well but like you said it's also varied in terms of how people are responding because i do think that unlike with climate change mm-hmm. massive numbers of people have dramatically changed their lifestyle yeah. because of this and, and, you know, have, have stayed at home and have avoided contact with other people. And, you know, 
it it if you look at th those people, it's really kind of incredible yeah. how much there has been a real attempt to stem the tide of this crisis by drastically changing our behavior. Yeah. Um, so that that's the upside. Yes, and, <laughs> and how normalized it, it has become. I mean, like within a very short period of time, people are, it seems like, uh, at least I feel like I'm used to seeing Zoom video, Zoom video quality on TV, and I'm used to staying in the house. Although I do stay in the house all the time because I work at home. But, uh, but um, yeah, it, it's it's pretty amazing how um, uh, how much things have changed in just a short period of time. I also wonder what the impact of this is going to be. I mean, see, seeing so many families st having this time together is is uh, seems also very. Uh, a, a if there is a positive thing mm -hmm. um, that families are spending a lot, a lot of time uh, together in a way they haven't, they just never get a chance to. Right. And, and the other thing that is really, um, really good is the earth seems like it's healing. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Some of the positive benefits to the environment from just this relatively short amount of time of a major change in activity. And yeah. I heard that China's air quality has improved by something like 21%. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's just unbelievable. But back to what you were saying about families, of course, that depends on the family because, uh, you know, I think, it's wonderful for families that are functional families to have lots of time <laughs> together. Of course, there are situations where it would be a nightmare and I don't mean yes. in a joking way, but I mean a literal nightmare. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, you know, I think um, it, it, it's, I think like all these, these dramatic things, it, it, these, it, these events sort of bring out the best in some people and the worst in others. They bring out the mm -hmm. best in some situations and the worst in others. And, uh, but you know, when you were mentioning about, about mm -hmm. the, how our mindsets have changed so mm -hmm. quickly. I was realizing it. Jenny and I were listening to an audiobook and I was like judging the characters. Don't, don't go to that bar. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> or you, you, you're like, get the message now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It has gotten so much in my head already that I was like, you know, uh -huh. it, it had altered my thinking about yes. these characters. Right. They're, they're not wearing protective covering. What exactly. are they doing? Where are their, where are their masks? Yeah. So I was just going to say that, you know, one thing, there's a lot of uh, dubious information circulating and I've been getting a bunch of, you know, things from people on Facebook. Mm -hmm. They think they're doing something positive by forwarding, you know, these messages that are about how, you know, you can stop the coronavirus by drinking hot liquids with lemon and things like that. <laughs> and a lot of this stuff is just totally bogus and it may be forwarded mm -hmm. with good intentions, but I just want to sort of put out a plea for people to try to seek out and check their information before forwarding it, because it 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 may seem harmless. I mean, sure, it doesn't hurt anybody to have hot water with lemon, uh, but it, if you think it's actually doing something to keep you safe, then you could actually be making yourself and other people less safe by doing those things. So I I, I do think it matters that we really look for good information, and I would you know particularly I would say if you know go to the CDC. Uh, and and look at what they're putting out there. It's not the same as what Trump is saying. It's you know it's it's much more reasoned and based in fact um, and science. Yeah, and science exactly. And we're lucky here in Montgomery County because one of our commissioners, Val Arkush, is a uh, doctor, and she's also I think been one of the better people ah. to listen to. And mm -hmm. and it's part of the reason why even though Montgomery County and I'm talking about Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, for those mm -hmm. of you in the DC area who might be confused, uh, <laughs> that that. that um, you know, we were actually the epicenter of the state uh, mm -hmm. at the beginning of this because we had more cases. It was still not very many. But um, but the reason that that got kind of nipped in the bud fairly quickly was because of um, the leadership. And that's yeah. one thing we're also seeing as a failure of leadership, of course, in the country mm -hmm. uh, with our ridiculous, uh, you know, liar in chief. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the orange clown in the white house. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting because, uh, the other couple things that made me think of, you know, I think we were one of the first places to be on lockdown in Montgomery County, or we had, I think the order went gradually. So it's a little weird. Cause I think we're at, we're, we're ahead of everybody else. I, I think. And as far as, um, being shut down, I think the rest of the uh, like New York and um, other places are like about five days behind us. 
but it feels like every time another place adds, it, it just starts the two weeks over again for us. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because really, if, if we're really going to keep this thing, everybody has to be in for two weeks to make sure they don't have it. And uh, right. And, and really then, at, least, at least two weeks, it's probably going to be more than that. I'm guessing. Yeah. And, and it's, it, it's, it does. It was an interesting thing I heard on the, on the, uh, I was listening to uh, the news this morning and it was one thing I found interesting. They were, they're looking at what was the difference in um, socially between uh, China, Japan, and uh, some, you know, the Asian countries versus the United States and West, the West. And uh, when they did interviews with the individuals in the um, Asian countries, they, they felt it was their duty and responsibility to take these efforts because um, they had a responsibility to the other person not to get sick, as opposed to here where you know, it's, it's more, we're more individualistic and it's more about the, well, I don't feel like doing it. So I'm not doing it. That's here, (laughs) you know? Um, But there it was like, no, it's my honor to, and, and duty to um, take care of myself. So my, my fellow person doesn't get sick. And I thought that was, um, I don't know. Uh, it's, you know, we always look at, and again, I'm not a, a socialist or communist, but it is interesting to look at some of the, um, or maybe I am. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, it's interesting to look at just the difference between um, the impact of uh, the, the, the freedoms we have versus other places where things are, uh, it's not freedom, because I, I, that's the wrong word to use. It's more being focused on the individual as opposed to the collective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's, that's right. Um, you know, I am thinking that maybe we should move towards some music because we are music for the new revolution. <laughs> well, then, I was, yeah, too. And I was going to say, it's, uh, yes. but, but uh, I'm always, you know, like, like <laughs> to, to do that. And, you know, one of the things I was thinking is that mm-hmm. since this is an international crisis, mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting when you look at some of the, uh, music that's being mm-hmm. created related to the coronavirus. It's, mm-hmm. it's very international in flavor. And mm-hmm. uh, so we're going to hear a couple things. The first one's actually from a New York musician, but it's from Mr. Cumbia. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, La Cumbia del Coronavirus. I'm not sure how you say coronavirus in, in Spanish. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and then uh, the, the second thing we have is uh, John Toso who, I, Toso, who I think is from Italy. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, one of his many mixes of coronavirus. This will be the downbeat version. Ah, okay, cool.
coronavirus. Lávense las manos, háganlo seguido. Coronavirus, coronavirus. Pónganse las pilas en lugares concurridos. Coronavirus, coronavirus. No se toquen la cara, evítenlo amigos. Coronavirus, coronavirus. Usen desinfectante, ese es muy efectivo. So 
by the way, when I was searching for music related to the virus, of course, and Rodney, you will not be surprised by this. There was a lot of really, really bad stuff. <laughs> oh, uh, I remember we were having a conversation and I showed you that list online with, uh, Oh, right. My, my, my Corona. And, uh, right. There are a lot of, a whole lot of parodies of my uh, Sharona that are my yeah. Corona. And, and some of them are actually funny, I think, but some of them are really bad, but there's just a whole lot. I think there must be a bunch of people out there who do like ambient and new age and mm -hmm. instrumental stuff. And they just, whatever's happening, they just churn out something and name it, you know, whatever, that, whatever's happening. So uh -huh. like, you know, impeachment or, coronavirus <laughs> or whatever, there's just like, like dozens on Spotify of these uh -huh. instrumentals that don't obviously have anything to do, or a number of them actually even worse. There were a bunch of these instrumentals about coronavirus that just had coughing over the ah! <laughs> Oh boy. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to listen to that. Uh -huh. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm, I'm laughing because it sounds like something I might've done when I was in my teens. Well, these early twenties teenagers who yeah. are throwing these things up yeah. there. I don't know. It's pretty funny. Like the coughing thing definitely sounds like, oh, I'm going to be like, uh, I'm going to be Mr. Ambient. Uh, 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 what's his name? Be like uh, Edgar Varez. <laughs> and like, like what? What best? What, what's the best way of uh, communicating how I feel right now? Oh, I'll do a soundtrack of coughing from different. Uh oh, actually, I might do that. That sounds interesting. <laughs> I think Verez was a little bit more highbrow than that, though. <laughs> actually, a lot more. <laughs> well, it's all in the execution, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. <laughs> well, those songs were great. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say that I really like those songs. I wish I knew what the translation was, but I'm sure people out there can uh, listen and find out what that is. But it, do you know what the uh, translation I, is? I don't actually, but I, that's something that I'm going to do uh, this time, I promise. Uh, <laughs> and, and actually, I think I'll go back with the previous ones where I promised and haven't done it yet. But I will look <laughs> up the translation and I will post it on our Facebook page uh -huh. and on our website, which is uh, musicforthenewrevolution.com or MF tnr.com yeah uh, <laughs> and uh, facebook page also has music for the new revolution so mm -hmm. I'll, I'll put the translation of the of those uh especially the mr cumbia one which was in yeah. spanish a bunch of the second one was in english so i think yeah. uh, but i'll see what 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 else was mm -hmm. there but you know I, what i was starting to think of was one of the things that i think is a challenge with a topic like this is for mm -hmm. it to not be too down right mm -hmm. because we we can get into all of the the danger and the fear and the disruption because it is a major disruption and mm -hmm. the effect on the economy and all these kinds of things and um so you know because both you and i rodney mm -hmm. work with and have worked with children a lot in our mm -hmm. in our work um i think one of the places to go is like how are people trying to communicate some of these ideas um to kids and mm -hmm. of course there's tons of wash your hands songs and things yeah. like that that either are written recently or or you know brought to the fore and those are helpful kind of psas in music um but the next couple songs i think are are a, a little bit more uh deep than that that kind mm -hmm. of idea uh, uh -huh. the first one is one of these wonderful things where we get a chance to play kind of a demo uh not a really completed recording, but Stuart Stotts, who is just a wonderful songwriter uh, and and is, is always coming up with these really amazing songs. Mm -hmm. He wrote this song recently called Contagious. Mm -hmm. And it kind of starts from the current situation and explains to kids something about what it means to, you know, what contagiousness, you know, means mm -hmm. in terms of germs and science and stuff like that. But then it broadens out to things that maybe we want to be contagious, that we want to spin mm. around. Mm -hmm. um, and that's gonna lead into a song from Peter Alsop that we could talk about a little bit maybe afterwards, okay? Awesome. Contagious is a word we've all heard a lot. It's about what you give or about what you've got. Contagious is like a cold or the flu. You can spread it to me, I can spread it to you. Germs pass from coughing or sharing a drink. They live on a door or a floor or a sink. We hope we don't get them or pass them on through. Don't spread them to me, 
I won't spread them to you. You might be contagious and not know you're sick, but if we are careful, we can all do the trick. Wash hands, keep some distance, cover a sneeze. I won't spread it to you. You won't spread it to me. It might travel fast or travel in stages, but more than diseases can be contagious. Helping, smiling, happiness too. Spread them to me. I can spread them to you. Epidemic is when things move across the land. Imagine if kindness would get out of hand with joy and compassion, no matter who. Spreading to me, spreading to you. Contagious is a word we're hearing a lot. It means what you get. It means what you've got. When the whole world seems scary or blue, spread love to me. I'll spread love to you, 'cause love is contagious. I know it's true. Spread some to me, spread some to you. Love is contagious. That's what I've found. Love is contagious. Spread some around. Sit down. I got a friend with AIDS. He's just like me and you. I got a friend with AIDS. We got a lot of living to do. Some days we get sad, so here is what we do. We play together as much as we can, and I love him a lot 'cause he's my friend. Yeah, me and my friend with AIDS. Got a lot of living to do. What is AIDS? It's a virus bug. What can you do? Well, I give him a hug. You hug your friend. Sure, and he hugs me. But aren't you scared? Well, I used to be. I'd be scared. You'd learn a lot. What would I learn? What's safe? What's not? Could I get AIDS? Well, that's hard to do. But some kids have it. Yes, that's true. Where's the AIDS? It's in his blood. What if he bleeds? We patch him up, 'cause AIDS won't let his blood cells fight. So I shouldn't touch his blood. You got that right. I got a friend with AIDS, and someday he might die. But someday so will you. Someday so will I. Some days we get sad, so here is what we do. Me and my friend with AIDS got a lot of living to do. His eyes. You touch his tears. There's no need for fears. What about his ears? With a cotton swab. You clean his ears? No, that's his job. What about his spit? He swallows it. What about his hair? No virus there. His breath is fine. Smells just like mine. Does he feel ashamed? No, he's not to blame. I got a friend with AIDS, and someday he might die. But someday so will you. Someday so will I. 
I'll tell you what I'm thinking of When we're afraid we just can't love And loving's how I want to be So I don't let fear take over me Here's what we can do We can play together as much as we can And love him a lot cause he's my friend Yeah, me and friend with AIDS We've got a lot of living to do Got a lot of living, got a lot of living, got a lot of living to do. So from way back in 1990, that was uh, Peter Alsop with Got a Lot of Living to Do. And that was featured on an album called Feeding the Flame, Songs by Men to End AIDS. Mm. And I always found that song to be very brave and, yeah. and moving. And, mm. you know, I hope you liked it too. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, it's interesting because my first response, it was like, uh-oh, I don't know. This is a, This is ripe with being able to kind of parody and spoof and, kind of make fun of and then as i got into it i'm like oh this is pretty moving yeah and um and then by the end of it i was you know like almost ready to cry because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's so um the thing i like about it is it's really take it's a difficult subject to take on on a song and yeah. uh and and how do you sing that but he figured out a way to do it and uh it's got a very powerful message yeah, I agree. And actually, Peter is one of those people, I think, who he deliberately takes on subjects that are are difficult that other people, especially people writing for kids, mm -hmm. would not touch, you know, yeah. and, and he is, you know, that there are certain songwriters like that who are, I think, like I used the word brave before, I think that's really, mm -hmm. really true. And Stuart Stotts before him is another person like that as well, who mm -hmm. has, has written about abuse, has written about, you know, just all these yeah. kinds of things that most people who work with kids really are afraid to deal with mm -hmm. um, and, or, or just don't want to. But, you know, so clearly the, the Peter Alsop song about AIDS does not apply exactly to our current situation. There's a lot of things in there that you could do in relation to somebody who, who did have AIDS that right now would not be a good idea. You know, mm -hmm. for instance, there's that mention that it's not in his hair. Actually, hair apparently can carry the coronavirus and clothing and things like that. So it's mm -hmm. definitely the details are different. But I think the general idea of responding not, purely out of fear, but mm -hmm. out of love yeah. and knowing the facts, those mm -hmm. things, the bedrock in there, I think is, is, is certainly yeah. true, you know, yeah. to me. Yeah. I know you are, and, and getting the latest facts. Um, I think one of the, you know, the, in the early days of AIDS, no one knew. So people were really afraid, but that still doesn't mean you don't lead with love. That's one of those songs that we've sung together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think the other thing is there are people who use that fear, mm -hmm. you know, to try to divide us. So at right. that time, you know, people like Reagan who called mm -hmm. it a gay disease and tried mm -hmm. to make it as if we shouldn't care about it if we're straight because that's just affect those people. Right. You know? And then Trump's doing the same kind of thing now by calling mm -hmm. it Chinese. Yeah. Virus. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we need to rename it the Trump pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> now we know Trump did not cause this yeah. disease, but his re response or lack of response uh -huh. is certainly making it have much, much worse effects. than Yes. It. So. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, certainly the, 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 um, the, the, virus for the spanish flu was not uh, was not uh, handled this way <laughs> right and and well, also yeah. what i found about the spanish flu and I, again just like now it didn't come from spain mm -hmm. it, it actually was the first known case was in kansas really i did not know that yeah, yeah the yeah. first first real identified case was in kansas and they actually believed that it started may and um in uh portugal or or uh morocco uh-huh but well, see, that's far. probably, you know, people here can't tell the difference between Portugal, Morocco, <laughs> and Spain, right? It's all one place. Uh, 
<laughs> but but you know, but actually, it's interesting that you mentioned the Spanish flu because I think there's also a a, a graphic I've seen recently. Mm-hmm that helps emphasize why doing the social distancing, doing the self-quarantining is the right way to go. Mm-hmm. And it shows, you know, the curve right here in Philadelphia uh, when they didn't cancel the St. Patrick's Day parade and tons of people mm-hmm. got infected and there's this huge spike because of that. Uh-huh. Whereas in St. Louis, they flatten the curve by doing the measures that are being recommended now. And you look at these two you know, curves and Uh really dramatic. And that has affected me. And I've passed that on to some people who are saying, oh, we're overreacting. Oh, we Mm -hmm. shouldn't be, you know, doing all this. Only a few cases. Well, that's exactly, it's when there's a few cases that you have to be proactive and and do these things that will will avoid overloading the medical system, which we're Mm -hmm. seeing in New York. And, you know, uh, it's, you know, it's hard. I think, like you were saying before, it's hard for people to, take this step of like changing your behavior, changing your whole life when nothing has really happened around you yet. But uh-huh. That's exactly the time, unfortunately with this, that we have to, you know, yeah. Yeah. it's it's a weird thing to live in a time when we have the ability to find out stuff so quickly. I mean, one of the things that I, I, I was amazed by is that they had sequenced the genome for the vi- virus by the middle of January. I mean, yeah. that's, uh, I think, when, and, you know, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. And when you think about what we're able to do, but the, I think the challenge is that um, the public hasn't caught up to that. You know, I mean, if you think about what it must have been like 100 years ago and during the, uh, the it would have taken them months to figure this out or years. Right. Right. <laughs> and And probably, I don't, you know, that's an interesting thing. I don't know. I have to, I should look that up. Um, what happened? Like, um, how long did it take for them to actually know what it was and uh, figure out where it came from, and then um, and then be able to take it on because yeah. uh, the technology wasn't there, and um, and we wouldn't have known about you know washing hands, social distancing. You know, you go back to other uh, other uh, like the plague or something. They just didn't know. Right. Right. No idea. Yeah. Well, that's uh-huh. actually a perfect segue to the next couple of songs because um, like with the Peter Alsop one, they're related to the current situation, but they're not actually written about the, the current situation. So mm-hmm. the first one is um, Grace Morrison, who we had featured in one of our showcases at the NERFA conference uh, before. Mm-hmm. And um, she's a wonderful, you know, relatively young singer-songwriter. So mm-hmm. she wrote this song, Oh Alma, about, I believe, an aunt or a great aunt mm-hmm. who died uh, from diphtheria Mm-hmm. just before the vaccine mm-hmm. came out. Yes. So kind of, you know, like one of these tragic stories, like, you know, who wants to be the last soldier to die in a war or something? You know, mm-hmm. this is one of those per- people, you know, you almost could have been saved. So, uh, so that's a, a moving song. And then Monica Ryan also sent me this song, Oh My My, that comes from uh, the Katrina situation. Yes. And Monica's pretty awesome. She was at our holiday party, uh, the, uh, my... Uh, the party I have every year, and she really rocked the house singing some Christmas songs. <laughs> oh, cool. cool. Well, this won't be one of those. But... No, but this won't be one of those. But I just thought I'd mention that. Hey, yeah. Monica. Yeah, very cool. <laughs>
Cool. So I think Rodney, yeah, that that uh, was, uh, you know, it may not have been created for this moment, but mm-hmm. often, I, I mean, that's one of the things about art, right? Like it, it, things don't only resonate with the time that they were created. Sometimes they they keep being- coming back or be reinterpreted, or you find new meaning in them, or something old connects to something new. Exactly. But yeah. Yep. And we didn't have to go all the way back to the 60s to find these. <laughs> no. In fact, everything practically that we're playing is, uh, well, the first few things were from this year, from 2020, yeah. particular to the coronavirus. But uh-huh. then, you know, I think the oldest thing we've played so far was the Peter Alsop one from 1990. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know about you, but I think of the 90s as being pretty recent still. Yeah, yes. I, 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 yes. That, 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 kind of my age. Uh, so I did, while, while the song was playing, I did a little research. And uh, so there were two, uh, so the, the, the uh, Spanish flu was um, on a research, was on a military base. They had 100 cases. And um, during the first wave, um, there were two cities uh, that were hit hard. One was St. Louis, and St. Louis did exactly what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. And they they stopped the uh, Spanish flu, mm-hmm. and the other city that did nothing uh, was ravaged by uh, a lot of people passed away. Mm-hmm. But what was so that was interesting to see that we were on the, on the right track. But the, the disturbing thing was that there was a second wave uh-huh. of the flu, and that's where the most of the fatalities happened. Mm-hmm. It was in the second wave, right? Well, that so, is something I've heard that we will have to you know uh, be. <laughs> wary of that that you know we we could effectively and I, and when you were saying we i think you're you're talking about places like where we're located here in philadelphia yeah. the response like we said before is different in different places but mm-hmm. but um you know i could imagine a scenario where places that have sheltered in place have have you know done a quarantine have done a lockdown mm-hmm. um wait a, enough time and then we start to go back to our lives because mm-hmm. you know we've we've sort of stopped that first wave. Uh-huh. But then if it starts to show that it's coming back, I think we'll need to act quickly and go back into this yeah. mode again. Which mm-hmm. you know I think in some ways will be harder, right? Because yeah. you know it's like we we went out, we saw the sun again, and then <laughs> oh no, we have to go back to this not being with our friends, not doing yeah. concerts, not mm-hmm. you know. And, and speaking of not doing concerts, you know, one thing as as artists, both of mm-hmm. us, you know, we should recognize is the effect this is having on the performing arts in particular, you mm-hmm. know, that that I think there has been a lot of talk about it and some people really know about it. But mm-hmm. um, but my wife and you know partner Jenny was was saying that, you know, everybody we know practically are musicians. So that crowd is very aware of the mm-hmm. fact that we're all losing all of our income. But a lot of other people who don't necessarily connect with our circles might not be as aware uh, and yeah. might not be hearing that. But, you know, if you are not uh, suffering economically and you can help out your friends and your and people you know of who are artists right now, that they're, they are a group that uh, are, you know, I, I think we've lost over $6,000 worth of income just in these mm. first couple of weeks, you know, yeah. few weeks, not just things that were going to happen now, but things that have been canceled that were going to happen even as far off as May. Mm. Uh, and we're really hoping that that doesn't continue into the summer because if it does, we're really going to be oh. maybe struggling. And I know that mm. that's true for you too, Rodney. Yeah. Um, so uh, musician friends out there, music cares uh, has a, a new, uh, an application uh, which is called for COVID relief. So um, if you are a professional musician, meaning that you have at least five years of employment in the music industry, you have commercially released recordings or um, commercially released music videos, you are eligible. And um, there's, you know, there, the, the, the recording Academy created music cares as a way of supporting people. I'm, I'm, Sitting here holding one of the applications in my hand, for those of you who can't see me, uh, you can go right to the the um, website for uh, the Recording Academy or the Grammys and check, click on Music Cares, and there's an um, application there. And uh, you know, they're pretty. Music Cares is pretty amazing. Um, you know, I think I mentioned that I was on the the board of the, I was a board governor for 14 years, and uh, whatever you think of the award show, the work behind the scenes that uh, Naris does the, the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences is pretty amazing, and Music Cares has always been one of my favorite things that they do. I it just 
offering all sorts of uh, financial, medical, and um, clinical support to musicians. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, and the other thing, you know, that a lot of musicians are doing to try to support themselves and also to provide the healing power of music to others and a sense of community is a lot of live online streaming events mm -hmm. that are being offered either for free or to pay for or a donation. Um, I'm doing a bunch of them that there's a whole lot of people from extremely famous people to, you know, less famous people like me uh, who are doing that sort of thing. And that's a that's another way by uh, by watching those things, spreading them around and, and financially supporting them that you can help musicians in crisis in this crisis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and you've been doing them. Uh, so yeah, people yeah, we've been doing some things. Kids and for adults, yeah. Look for two of a kind live con streaming concerts, and are you changing? Are you doing two of a kind adult shows, or are you doing acoustic blender shows? Uh, we haven't started doing acoustic blender because we can't all be in the same place, and we're trying to find a platform that would work for us to actually maybe do it from our respective homes together. But uh, that's challenging technically. But uh, Jenny and I have been doing things for kids and also for adults uh, as two of a kind. So yeah, and and you know one thing that that we've mentioned a little bit is is how music can really help people in this mm -hmm. time, um, mm -hmm. and and it it you know I've seen it you know one time we were doing an online concert and what was really funny is when we read the comments afterwards people were were communicating with each other not necessarily <laughs> about us you know they were like you know they were like hey you know Judy you're down in Florida I'm up in you know there was all this this kind of uh, talking across it, through chat and uh -huh. and it was really sweet because we felt like it had become an opportunity for people to connect and, yeah. and I think that's the best of what you know social media can do. Okay. Mm -hmm. alongside all the bad stuff uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. so so maybe we should end with a couple songs that relate to this idea of of you know of the the shelter of community uh the music of healing so we'll hear uh kim and reggie harris and magpie uh -huh. do in the shelter uh -huh. and tommy sands with pete seeger do the music of healing awesome Yeah. 
children don't sing the songs about winning and losing sit down beside me the green fields are bleeding sing me the music of healing sing me a song of a lover returning the darker the night the nearer the morning bring me the news of a new day that's dawning sing me the music of healing ah, the hearts of wonder stronger than the guns of thunder even when we're torn asunder love will come again Sometimes the truth's like a hair in the cornfield You know that it's there, but you can't put your arms around it All we can hope for is follow its footprints Sing me the music of healing Who would have thought I could feel so contented To learn I was wrong after all of my rambles I've learned to be hard 
and I've learned how to tremble. Sing me the music of healing. Ah, the heart's a wonder, stronger than the guns of thunder. Even when we're torn asunder, love will come again. Somehow the cycle of vengeance keeps turning Till each other's sorrows and songs we start learning Peace is the price for those who are daring Sing me the music of healing Time is your friend, it cures all your sorrows But how can I wait till another tomorrow? One step today and a thousand will follow Sing me the music of healing Ah, the heart's a wonder Stronger than the guns of thunder Even when we're torn asunder Love will come again Ah, the heart's a wonder Stronger than the guns of thunder even when we're torn asunder, love will come again. Uh, I don't know about you, Rodney, but I, I feel like uh, you, you mentioned earlier feeling moved by that Peter Alsop song. And, and I feel like during this episode, there've been multiple times where I got like the chills. Yeah. You know, like something <laughs> just really got through to me. And mm. uh, I don't know if it's partly just these strange times and, and everybody's maybe a little bit more raw, but mm -hmm. I, uh, I, I feel like that idea of, of music giving us some solace feels very real to me. Right. Yeah. Now. Me too. It's 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 like church. Uh, well, it might be like church for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I forgot. Okay. It's uh, it's it's yes. Music is uh, has that ability to heal and transform. Definitely. And and these are some good songs to be able to to do that for people. I hope so. I hope yeah. we'll, we'll uh, respond to them the way that we have. And, uh, you know, so we really wish for you that you will uh, stay safe and do everything you can to help stop the spread of this virus. Uh, and, um, and we will look forward to continuing to create some programs for you in this distance way that we've, uh, <laughs> yes. it works. <laughs> yes. And and uh, uh, yes, everybody out there, stay safe, and uh, you know, and uh, we'll get through this. I, I'm gonna still, I'm still gonna keep working on trying to stay six feet away from myself. But uh, <laughs> well, good luck I'll, with that. <laughs> I'll let you guys know how it all turns out. <laughs> all right. So thank you so much, and we'll we'll, we'll be back with more episodes in the near future. Yes. You've been listening to Music for the New Revolution. I'm Rodney Wittenberg. I'm David Heitler-Clevens. Music for the New Revolution is produced at Melody Vision Recording Studios in Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania. Music for the New Revolution is written and produced by David Heitler-Clevens and Rodney Wittenberg. And edited and co-produced by Ben Flax. You can find us at musicforthenewrevolution.com or MFTNR. Like us on Facebook and follow our Spotify playlist. And our podcasts can be found on SoundCloud and iTunes. And you can also be a patron, a supporter of our podcast on Patreon. This is Music, Music for, for the, the New, New Revolution. Revolution. Of the mamas, the F-15 is a homicide bomber. TV commercials.
Russia for a pop of pill culture. Drug companies circling like a vulture. Amaraki babies with the G.I. Joe father. Ten years from now, is it?